We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky coming to you from up north in Northfield, Minnesota. No snow yeah. here, Matt. <laughs> no snow yet. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Uh, and no snow here either, John, as I am coming to you from Ascension Lutheran Church, my pastor's study where I'm recording this. Uh, here in South St. Louis, where we do not have snow either. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and I'm not anticipating any for a long while yet. Hopefully we have a beautiful fall, and so far, so good. Um, Matt, tomorrow, though, tomorrow is such a big, big day, right? What, what's tomorrow, Matt? Tomorrow Come on, it's a is really big Sunday, day. John. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Come on. It's it, it's October 31st, which means it is. Come on. Oh, Reformation Day. That's right. Oh, I was thinking it's, it's Halloween, Matt. Oh, but, well, but that's you're right, you, John. It is Reformation. <laughs> I just assumed as a, as a Lutheran pastor that Reformation would be on your radar, but... <laughs> oh, well, well, yeah. No, I'm not denying that, because, you know, I know all about the Reformation. You know, the, the whole thing about Luther being upset with the Pope giving out indulgences, right? Because yep. I, I think he figured that he should be giving out decent treats like candy bars and caramel apples. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants an indulgence? <laughs> so, so anyway, the story is on Reformation Day, he goes to the Pope's Cathedral in Wittenberg and pounds on the door until the Pope comes out. And then he went and hid at Castle Wartburg, I think it was, wasn't it? Now that's, isn't that what you're talking about? Oh, boy, John. <laughs> I, I I think you got your facts mixed up a little there, John. I'm I'm sorry. Oh wait 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 wait. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I always get always get it confused. No no. You're, you're yeah, kind Re of combining the two holidays. I think yeah, I, uh, I, Halloween I, yeah, and Reformation. Well, Reformation Reformation is the day when Luther sees his shadow, and then we have 95 <laughs> days of winter. Isn't that isn't that the Reformation thing? <laughs> no no, John. That's that's Groundhog Day. <laughs> Was it, was it Luther was handing out nails on Halloween? He was handing out nails, wasn't he? And then the Pope teepeed his house with papal bulls. Is that the, <laughs> you're, right. getting, you're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. <laughs> I'm getting warmer. All right. I'm, well, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I've just, I'm confused, obviously. <laughs> uh, Matt, we, we honestly have something really good to share on the eve of Reformation. Thank God for that. <laughs> but but before we do, could I pick up one last thing on the discussion of worry that we had last week? Yes, in, please in, do. Uh, Great discussion. Well, I th I just I, I think it's interesting in that passage in Matthew where Jesus does say, "Don't marry manao, don't worry about about your life, about your food and your drink and and your clothing." Because God's going to take care of all of that, and, and you had this beautiful insight that what God, what does God tell us to worry about and be concerned about? Yeah, our neighbor, um, yeah. those around us, for one another, uh, again and again, to have that care, that worry, that concern for the other. So, so there are needs out there, and and that's what we should be concerned about. That's why 
God's going to use us. We're going to be his instruments so that other people don't need to worry about those things of life. And of course, our primary focus should be on the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom, uh, everything else you're going to get. In fact, even the kingdom, it's God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He's going to give it to you. But what I thought was neat is in that passage in uh, uh, Matthew, what is it, 6, I think it is, uh, Luther talks about those are Luther. Darn it. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone off on that. I know the Reformation stuff. theme. I know. I don't know. Yeah. That's okay, John. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus calls people like me because I do. I do worry about my food and my drink and my clothing. I get concerned about these bodily things, these earthly things. And, and yet Jesus says that when we worry about those things, he says we are people of little faith. Uh, and, and, and thank you for reminding us last week, that is a sin. I shouldn't be worrying. And, and I'm 68 years old, and God's taking care of me in good times and in bad times. Uh, and my wife, Lynn, who, who spent uh, many years as a single parent, can tell you about days when she didn't know how her bills were going to be paid. And she'd take them, and she'd lay them before the Lord's altar. And, and they would be taken care of somehow, some way. So it is a sin to worry about those things. But I think it's cool that Jesus says, you've still got faith. It, it may be weak. It may be little. But then again, remember what Jesus says about the little faith, Matt? You remember? Yeah. That, that you, yeah. You, yeah. You, you can move mountains, he yeah. says. So, yeah. and, and faith, again, is a thing he gives. So, so all right, people, uh, I, I say it and I say it again. Don't worry about worrying. I, I hope God can help you overcome your worries, but don't worry about them because God loves you and God forgives you and God's going to take care of you. Now you want to take, was there anything else you wanted to say about worry, Matt? Yeah, just, I, I love two, just two quick things, you know, just, sure. uh, just to reiterate that verse that we read last week, uh, Luke 12, fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So fear not. And uh, yeah. beautiful words, beautiful words. And then, yeah. Yeah. The other thing Go I was going to say, John, is we also talked last week about Bible translations, right? We were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, King... yes, yes. Did yeah. you find that material? Yeah. 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 So okay. we, we were talking about the King James Version and some other ones. And just for our listeners, there's uh, if you go to um, christianbook.com, uh, there's uh, a, a website that sells Bibles, but they also have kind of a neat searchable thing where you can you click at the Bibles and Bible translations they have a neat tool under their about translation section uh, where it's, again, this spectrum. Uh, one end is word for word. The other end is thought for thought. And then it lists all these different English translations and where they line up on that spectrum. Uh, how close it is to word for word, what the Greek and Hebrew says, those original texts, and then or how close it might be to just sort of a paraphrase, thought for thought. So as you as you think about what Bible to use devotionally, kind of a nice tool to help to make those decisions. Uh, so some of the biggies are on there, like the New International Version, the English Standard Version that we use a lot on Rest of the Basics, but also the King James Version as well. So yeah, christianbook.com. Uh, check that out and, and look for Bible translations. Well, thank you, Matt, for taking the time to look that information up and share that with, with our listeners. You bet. Um, and, and now we need to move on to a new subject. You, you want to talk about the book of Hebrews. Uh, and, and might I ask you why? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is yeah, it, yeah. What did you find interesting about Hebrews? So the book of Hebrews is written to, guess who? <laughs> the uh, Hebrews. The, the Hebrews? Okay. Yeah. Wow, what a surprise. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Who would have thought? I know, I know. So uh, the, written to the Hebrews, to the Jews, and um, 
we're we're taking a look at this book today uh, throughout. Well, here at Ascension, we're looking at that in, in terms of a, a Bible study. And some of the participants in the Bible study said, hey, pastor, I've got friends who are Jewish or uh, neighbors who are Jewish. Uh, do you think this would be a good book of the Bible for them to, to take a look at or for me to know in order to maybe share Christ with them and be a witness to them? And I said, well, yeah, I, I think so. Um, so I, I think a good place to start if people are curious about the, what the Bible says, is especially the New Testament, is probably one of the Gospels, right, about Jesus' life. Uh, but I think for us as Christians who maybe want to be better able to you know, share the faith with a Jewish friend or neighbor, to share Christ with them, uh, you know, the book of Hebrews, I think, helps to equip us uh, to do that. So I thought, oh, well, maybe it'd be helpful to some of our listeners today. Um, plus, I think maybe with some of uh, the things in Hebrews chapter one, maybe there's even a uh, kind of, sort of, maybe Halloween connection, John, as Uh-oh. I think about it. All right. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, if you want to open up your Bible to, to Hebrews chapter one, uh, so you might need to pull that up and then, uh, and then we'll look at some of those main points from, from these, uh, opening verses of the book of Hebrews. Okay. I've got it in front of me right okay. now, Matt. Tell All right. Me so let, let's read. read verses one through four and be thinking about, okay, what is the main point of these verses and why might this be important to someone who is, Jewish, uh, a Jew, a non-Christian, uh, to, to, to hear. And again, you know, the, the Jews have the Old Testament scriptures, right? The Hebrew scriptures. Uh, so they, they, they know those things, right? But yet maybe not connecting the dots to see how Jesus is the fulfillment of so many of those promises of the coming Messiah and Savior. So if you can read verses one through four, John. And, and I'm thinking, see, that would be important for us too, that we would understand the purpose of the Old Testament. Oh, no doubt. So even, yeah, yeah just for our own edification, and as we read through the scriptures, that reminder that Old and New Testament, one united account of God's love for the world in sending his son, Jesus Christ. Yeah, most definitely. And for us to connect those dots too. So here we go. Uh, long ago, at many times and in many ways, it not that how Star Wars starts? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so that yeah. So it says he stole So that. that's where they he got it from. Yeah, George stole Lucas. From Hebrews. I did uh, not know no, that. No wonder uh, it was so good. Yeah. yeah. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. All right, thanks. So if you were to summarize those verses, John, what's that's kind of the main point of this writer to the Hebrews? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because I think even Muslims would would be able to identify with this because uh, the Jews, the Muslims, uh, they all believe that God actually spoke to us uh, through people, through words, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so the author acknowledges that. Well, yeah, God was speaking. He he spoke through the prophets, right? And I'm assuming he would include not not Muhammad, (laughs) okay? Because that, of course, comes way after this. But but, but, yeah, uh, Moses, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah— but here's the cool thing he says now we actually have God's own son who's been speaking to us 
God yeah. directly spoke yeah. to us with through his own only begotten son. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And see, that's where Muslims wouldn't would, would not agree with us, right? No, no. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, is a prophet. Jesus, is a messenger. Uh, one of the top five guys in, you know, that are messengers uh, for the Muslims. But they would not say that he's the son of God. Right. Um, that he is divine. And that's that's why this is so important, because it it speaks to Muslims, speaks to Jews, speaks to us and with that message that Jesus is supreme. Jesus is God. Jesus is God, the son. And, and, and therefore, there, there can't be anybody that comes after him. How are you going to top God's own son? See, and, and that's been the problem. After him, there's become all kinds of different religions. They claim, oh, well, yeah, we recognize Jesus, but we've got somebody bigger and better. Well, you're, you're right. Hebrews number one pretty well knocks that out. How can you be bigger and better than the one who has the, uh, what is it, the radiance of the glory of God yeah. and the exact imprint of his nature and upholds the universe by the word of his power? See, Top that. Even the Muslims wouldn't claim that Muhammad does those things. Yeah, yeah. So, so no one after Jesus is greater. And this text too shows us that no one before Jesus was greater uh, in various ways. A long time ago, right? Uh, God spoke by the prophets, but now he's spoken by his son. So all those who came before Jesus were, were prophets, important, speaking for God, no doubt about it. But now we have even the greater one. The son has come and he speaks. So for those who have the Old Testament scriptures and, and believe them, Oh, you know, here's the uh, the fact that someone even greater has come. It's Jesus, and he's worth listening to. And boy, that was a that's a radical statement when you think about it for those original hearers and readers of the book of Hebrews. That well, Jesus is supreme, greater than Isaiah, greater than Jeremiah, uh, greater than than all those prophets that had come before. Yeah, yeah, much greater. Uh, in fact, he's God himself, and that's <laughs> that's a big statement. Yeah, and Matt, and I'm thinking that that's always the issue. It's always the issue, right? Like you said, it would have been the issues for the Jews back in those days. Uh, they they might have recognized Jesus as being a, a great rabbi. In fact, they often commented on him speaking with authority. But no, 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 no. As the Son of God, no. No, that's how they end up crucifying him, right? Because he claims to be God. Uh, the, the, the Muslims would also reject him. Uh, in our modern times, again, there's many people that say, oh, yeah, Jesus was a great teacher. But, but this is the very point that they would reject that he is the uh, very son of God himself. Yeah. 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 But you, you gotta have that because, you know, verse three talks about how he made purification for our sins. It's talking about Jesus' death on the cross. Yeah. And if Jesus is just a prophet, just a messenger, just some holy guy, that doesn't mean a whole lot, his dying. Uh, but if he is the son of God, well then yeah, his blood does make purification for our sins. It does wash away our sins. Uh, thanks be to God. So that makes all the difference, all the difference. And, and, and thanks for pointing that out, Matt. Yeah, you're right. See, that's what's crucial. There's been plenty of prophets who died. Sure. Uh, history is full yeah. of people that were martyred, but that made no difference at all to you or me. Uh, but the death of the Son of God, yeah, that oh, would make yeah. all the difference. Yeah. yeah, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He's the only one, only one who could ever do that. Yeah. So, okay. So, so Jesus is superior to these prophets. All right. Now let's read the rest of, if you could just read real quick, the rest of chapter one. Uh, okay. So again, right into the Hebrews. And so the, the writer of Hebrews quotes the old Testament here seven times in the, in the verses to come. 
And again and again, trying to make the same point that Jesus is even superior to someone or something else. So be listening for who else Jesus is superior to. Talked about him being superior to the prophets before him and after him, but who who else is he superior to? So if you want to pick up with verse 5 and following. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Or of the angel, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And you, Lord, laid the foundations of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like a robe. You will roll them up like a garment. They will be changed, but you are the same, and your years will have no end. And to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? All right. Thanks, John. So for our listeners, uh, and, and I'll ask you, John, uh, who who is Jesus superior to in those verses? The angels. The, the angels. angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's interesting that the writer of Hebrews takes so much time to talk about that point. Uh, so for the Jews, you know, their understanding of angels, uh, certainly angels respected, revered by the Jews. Uh, and for the writer of Hebrews, he's saying, well, wait a second here. Uh, Jesus, not only is he greater than the prophets that came before him, but he's even greater than the angels and those angelic appearances that we have. Even in the Old Testament, Jesus is even greater than those heavenly beings. And he hammers home that point seven times from seven different Old Testament passages to show again and again that this Son of God is even greater than those heavenly beings. Uh, so I think that's kind of interesting that that's, that's the point that's being made here. Uh, and I, again, I think radical, radical points in the ears of those Jews who are reading or hearing this for the first time. Jesus is even greater than, than heavenly beings, even greater than angels. And the writer of Hebrews says, exactly. That's the point. And, and, and if you think about it, see, in, in the Old Testament mindset uh, of, of the unfulfilled Old Testament mindset, you've got the spokesman like the prophets and Moses uh, and Abraham, and you have God, but then you also have all of these angels. And like you said uh, to the, the Jewish people, angels are very, and throughout the Bible, right? Angels are doing some really powerful things, right? Uh, it's yeah. an angel that comes in and destroys the, the, the firstborn and the Egyptians. It's yeah. the angel yeah. who makes appearances to the, the various patriarchs. And, and, and so now, like you said, to say, well, actually there's another category that we haven't even talked about. And that's, that's the son of God who actually is above everybody. You know, yeah, that would have been very, very uh, impressive to anyone with a Jewish background. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think that reminds us too, angels aren't just in the New Testament. We can think of those examples pretty pretty quickly probably when they appear, but the Old Testament too, and even sometimes fighting battles, right? And oh, yeah. killing. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, angels are just those little cherubs that are floating around or, you know, that we sometimes have pictured in artwork, but no, they're, boy, uh, all sorts of purposes that God gives for the angels. So well, and, I, and I'm thinking, Matt, just just give one quick example. So the Assyrians have surrounded Jerusalem, mm-hmm, and and, mm-hmm. and and the the general they said, "Ha, you know what? What did these other people's gods help them? Do you think your gods can help you?" And of course, the the, the Hebrews are frightened because they think at any moment they're going to be overrun, and they get up in the morning. And the Assyrians are all dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Bible says it was this army of angels that defeated them. So now to say that Jesus is actually greater than that, wow, that's a profound thing to say. Yeah, exactly. It is. You know, if the angels are that powerful, how much more the Son of God, right? Yeah. Uh, the one who was there, the creation of the heavens and the earth. Um, so here's, here's, you know, sort of the Halloween connection, I suppose, John, ah, if we're okay. going to have one here. But yeah. again, the, the final verse of Hebrews 1 talks about the angels be ministering spirits, you know, and mm-hmm. about yes. spirits and Halloween. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to have some some angels going door to door, trick or treating on Halloween <laughs> even. Uh, so so I think for us to have this, this understanding of, of who the angels are. So I think this this Hebrews text gives us an opportunity to talk more about, well, who are the angels? Uh, We talked about this in Bible class a little bit, and people, boy, they had a lot of questions and just great comments, and, you know, family and friends and, and even themselves that have these ideas about angels, and is that really in the Bible, or is that just something I picked up from uh, TV or from the movies, right? Uh, so I thought maybe it'd be helpful wrestling with the basics. Some of our listeners may have some of those same questions about angels and uh, you know, right ideas, wrong ideas about what angels are, what they do. Um, and I thought, well, maybe it's it's worth talking about a little on, on wrestling with the basics, too. So if that's OK, John, maybe we'll get into that a little bit today, but maybe we can take some time even you know, next week to, to answer even a little little more fully who angels are. I, I think that's a great thing to do because angels, uh, everybody's concerned about angels. Uh, uh, the only thing I know about angels is that when a bell rings, they get their wings. Isn't that, isn't that, what passage is that in the Bible? That's a, yeah, somewhere <laughs> in the book of Hezekiah, I believe, John. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, <laughs> but no, see, that's the thing. There's a lot of confusion about angels and, and, and people are willing to believe in angels. But I think I'm sensing that, there's something greater than angels in Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I, I think that'd be a great thing to do, Matt. So where do you yeah. want to start? Anything yeah. we can begin with then today? Or Yeah, let's, let's, let's begin today with, um, again, just, you know, affirming. Um, I guess let's just talk about this. You know, um, where did angels come from, right? Oh, okay, so good we, idea. We, we hear about angels yeah. here and, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, what, have angels always existed uh, when were they, you know, are they created? What's 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 going on there? Um, and our answer would be, well, as far as what's been revealed to us in Scripture, uh, during those days of creation, in the opening chapters of Genesis, God creates the heavens and the earth, and that includes the angels. Uh, so sometime during those six days of creation, God creates the angels. 
when exactly? Well, we, we don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. Um, some Jews especially have sort of speculated that maybe it was when God created the stars. <laughs> I think it's ah, kind of okay. a neat idea. Yes, the yeah. heavenly hosts, the st- sun, moon, and stars. Well, then maybe it's on that day that God also created the angels too. Well, maybe, maybe not. We don't have, we don't know. But we do know that they are created beings. And I think that's a good place to start because especially having just read Hebrews 1, it, it recognizes that the sun is again superior to the angels. And one of the things it points out is the sun was there at creation. Jesus was there at creation, including the creation of the angels. So God is eternal. He has no beginning. That includes Jesus, God the Son. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, right? Uh, Jesus. Angels aren't eternal in that sense. Uh, there was a time when angels didn't exist. When it was only God. And at some point, God then creates the angels. So, yeah, I think a good starting place is angels are created beings. And that's yet another reason we say, yeah, Jesus is superior to the angels. And, and, and yeah, so that's a fundamental thing, isn't it? So angels come from Jesus. Jesus isn't an angel that God promoted. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. God. He's totally separate. Uh, he's creator, they're creation. So we'll start there. Next week, maybe we could pick up on the purposes. You know, okay, why did God create angels? And we'll explore some of that next week. And this has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. The basics.